Hey, commercial. I'm doing it again. That time, gentlemen thank you so much for listening this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight is thursday october the 29th coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going uh, hey joel i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from brooklyn uh, new york <clears throat> Uh, even though this is the B block, I w- am going to be doing a hot take. And my hot take for this block is that Justin Turner, uh, a.k.a. Gritty, a.k.a. Justin Turner, is of the L.A. Dodgers, is a climate change denier. You heard it here first. And folks. a flat earther. Yeah. He's a flat earther and a climate change denier. And most obviously, he does not believe in coronavirus. Right. No fucking shit. Good hot take. 100% agree with it. Fuck that dipshit. Fuck that dipshit. Also joining us tonight, uh, as per regular, almost usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Pretty good, Joel. I'm coming at you uh, from soon-to-be-eternally-dark Seattle, Washington. Um, My hot take is that Kyle Lewis is going to be a perennial all-star representing Seattle Mariners for at least the next four or five years. That's a good hot take. Yeah, I'll jump on yeah. that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. That's I think a- the kid's got talent, and I think he's here to stay. I got a. Uh, he gave me a boost we- on my fantasy team this year. He gave a lot of people's fantasy teams a boost yeah. this year. I didn't have him on my fucking team. I was so pissed when I found him on my friend's team. I was like, you stupid asshole. How the hell do you have Kyle Lewis and I don't? Yeah, no one had drafted him, and I picked him up early. Oh, yeah, he was available on all waiver wires. I would venture to say he was available on 98% of Yahoo or ESPN baseball leagues this series, this season on the waiver, I would imagine. Are they going to do, like, MVP, All-Star, I don't know, any, like, they did Gold Glove Awards, right? Yeah, I can't speak to MVP. that. I, I think, I mean, they're going to do it. Is there going to be an AL MVP is my question. Yes. What's your next question? Not a question. It's got to be Jose Abreu. Statement of fact. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take is nobody. Oh, uh, oh, I'm going to rephrase this. White Sox of a uh, hired 
Tony Walusa as their Boo. manager. Boo. And this is going to go exactly as well as when the Boston Red Sox hired Bobby Ballantyne to be their manager. I think Tony Larusa is going to fall asleep in the dugout more than one, during more than one game. Yeah, and then Jose Abreu is going to win MVP and Manager of the Year. Right, he's going to old man nap like from the seventh inning on. <laughs> seventh inning nap. Yeah, <laughs> I got to tell you, Joel, I think that this is the latest in a long line of Thomas uh, jinxes because I. Yeah. said a lot of nice things about how y'all were about to enjoy a real long time as, you know, up-and-coming perennial team, and then they go and hire Tony fucking LaRusso, who's basically going to alienate everybody of any, yeah. like, anybody that's it's under terrible. 30 on it's that baseball terrible. team. Oh, yeah, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking sign DJ LeMayhew and then put Tim Anderson up on fucking waivers. I mean, I mean, Tim Anderson might struggle next year. Because he has a douchebag as a manager, yeah. You don't think it affects somebody over a hundred and sixty-two game no, season? No, no, no. So fucking Tony Lewis is gonna get those nice boys, DJ Lemayhew and Josh Hader and Trevor Bauer, over to the goddamn White Sox, and we're gonna be like the dope bags of the AL Central. It's gonna suck ass. Ricky, Ricky, I warmed them up for you. Renteria's work will all have gone for naught. Exactly! Exactly! You are 100% correct about that. <laughs> the, uh, the athletic uh, Joe Gre- John Greenberg did a really serious hit piece on the hiring that it was really good. Um, what did he say? I haven't read it. Let me, let, me, let me just read you the first paragraph. First sentence, really. It goes like this. You ready? Only the White Sox. <laughs> Only the White Sox could build a young, edgy, personable team after years of trotting out replacement-level mediocrity and then muck up the goodwill will they've engendered like this. Yeah. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The other day, uh, shout out to Sarah Spain on fucking Around the Horn on ESPN. She ripped into the White Sox for this hiring. Wait, who... Who was Sam quoting? Uh, John Greenberg of The Athletic. John Greenberg, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like any other like, sports media like, outlet, we just report on what The Athletic has already reported on. Oh, the like, reporting on the reporting is a classic news model. Yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're the ESPN of baseball. We're better Don't than you ESPN. Don't yourself like that, Joel. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. <laughs> ESP what? Guys, I'm so, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I'm so mad. Uh, Best case scenario, best case scenario is that he, like, falls asleep and Jose Abreu is the manager. Well, here, Joel, this... Best case scenario is the same as the general presidential election coming, is that he dies of a heart attack before anything impactful happens. Yep, you ain't wrong about that. Joel, this, this should make you feel better. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Detroit Tigers I'm just ready. hired AJ Hinch. Did they do it? Did they? I thought they did. They did. I they think actually? so. Yeah. 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 
now the a- the AL Central just turned into like the garbage shit show of managers. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yes. <clears throat> was that a genuine reaction? That was a genuine freak out about AJ Hinch going to the Tigers. Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners of the podcast, you've just witnessed a, a, an outburst I have not wit- witnessed in the 40 years of my life with Joel, or 36, I guess. That was incredible. You are really mad about that. Did you just throw your brand new computer across the room? No. Or maybe, I don't know what he's talking to. Himself. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> That was genuine anger. I have never. I I was scared for a moment. Holy shit! Are you? Is that because you value what AJ Hinch brings to a ball club? No, 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 no. I wanted Cola. I was like, we should get Cola. Was all Ohio? That's what. No, you you're making a funny face. Um, like AJ Hinch is way better than whoever the White Sox hired. I Tony Larusa. Yeah, um, they hired but, but, Tony Larusa. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but no, like, no, 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 Tony Larusa. I'm going to smash this bottle in your face. Tony Larusa retired from managing baseball because he was too old ten years ago. Yes, <laughs> and then he spent the ensuing ten years watching Liam Neeson movies, and now he's like ready to get back in the saddle. <laughs> Shout out to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, if Liam Neeson can t- like take down these terrorists, then then I can the take down the AL Central. Well, who's the man? Wait, isn't the Rocco Baldelli still managing the Twins, right? Twins, and he's good at his job. Who's the Royals manager? Uh, no, I'm not worried about that. Sam, I'm not recording uh, this episode. I mean, I'm not ti- I am recording it, but I'm not timing it. That's so. cool. I got a timer on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. We needed, like, I wa- like Hinge would have been better than what we said. But Hinge has no testicles. That's why I was not on the AJ Hinge band. Is right? that why his face is so smooth a- all the time? I have it's nine thirty four p.m. I'm not timing it, so I have no idea where that time was. This is great podcasting, by the way. Uh, AJ Hinch has possesses like physically possesses no testicles. I mean, I will go ahead and say that he inherited a, a pretty good ball club in Houston that he kind of let run ramshaw i was not on the aj hinch bandwagon for the chicago white Sox. uh either he is a but he would be pref- preferred to tony larusa like 500 fucking times god damn it i'm like sorry people clip would be better than tony larusa and this is all Jerry Reinsdorf's fault. I know this has been said on the internet a million times, but it is Reinsdorf's fault. There's one old white dude calling his buddy and being like, yo, you want a job that you're not qualified for? Yes. Okay, I'll give it to you. That's what happened. I'm going to say it again. Tony LaRusso is not qualified for this job. Three-time World Series winner, 
Hall of Famer Tony La Russa is not qualified for this fucking job. What do you guys think? I gotta throw my phone again, Thomas. What do you guys think? <laughs> we got like forty. Do we have like forty more years of old white guys doing jobs that they shouldn't be doing? Or like, are we are we almost out of this fucking phase? Because I like, I mean, as an old oldish white guy, I'm kind of for it. Like, let's get rid of it. Like, I just want it to be over with. And I feel like it's gonna be over with soon. But is it gonna be over soon enough? I, I am a pessimist. I don't know, man. Modern medicine, they're just living longer and longer. Yeah, but but so is everybody else. Yeah, I think, well, you know, it's it's like, I think that we talked about this, we talked about this recently and how baseball is like the ever-evolving thing to get the edge. And it's like, used to be that you didn't steal bases and now you steal bases. It used to be that, like, you want to get walks and now it's like you'd rather strike out and hit like two more home runs in a season than get a hundred walks or whatever. And there was a thing for a long time where they're like hiring these young, these Rocco Baldellis and Alex Coras and, you know, briefly that other guy from the Mets. Wow. Anyway, the point is, is like now it's probably shifting again. Now it's like, oh, you know, everyone else like you know, everyone else is zigging with the young managers, so the White Sox are like, maybe I'll zag and hire this, like, old-ass dude who, you know, was relevant in the 80s. I would I would doubt that it's, like, a, a progressive move. I would, I would, I would venture to say it's more of a, the last gasp of a dying breed. No, no. I mean, I mean, it's it's the owner of the Chicago White Sox is best buddies with Tony Lusa, and he's an old white guy. Right? And he's an old white guy. Ryan Gould's an old white guy. And he's I mean, like, I White Sox I my friend. was I mean, wasn't the GM? I mean, haven't the White Sox had like super racist issues, like like GMs, like? Uh, not GMs? to the GM. Yes, the GM is a funny story. Uh, Rick Hahn is their GM now. And he should have resigned over this. He did not resign over this. But it was funny. He gave his press conference today, and it was very clearly he was trying desperately to save his own ass. Like, he, this was not his decision to hire Tony Lewis. Yeah, I, I don't... It's. It stinks and it's a bummer for them. But whatever, dude. White Sox are going to win 95 games and win the division. And, like, I'm going to get on the Tony Russo bandwagon and be like, yo, you know, all lives matter. Well, I mean, Dusty Baker fucking took the win, the legless Houston Astros to the fucking ALC. <laughs> right, right. We get to play them, too. Uh, who is the fucking. There were so many better candidates out there. Not just Engine Corner, but there were so many Just Mendoza. Yes. Yes. You are not wrong. The one good thing on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Justin Turner's got coronavirus. What's up with that? Oh, yeah. God, what a piece of trash that fucking goddamn son of a... I hate that guy so much in his stupid headbands. <laughs> I think that the here's my conspiracy theory on that. Actually, it's Michelle's conspiracy theory originally, but 
The Dodgers knew oh, he had coronavirus before the game and played him anyway. And then they yeah, only took but, him out of the yeah, game yeah. <clears throat> when it was clear that he wouldn't get another at-bat in the game. And then they pulled him. I've heard variations of that conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, what, what I've heard is MLB knew he had coronavirus and purposefully did not tell the Dodgers until the game was going on. Essentially, they didn't want to suspend the game. I mean, I think Rob Manfred really revealed a lot about himself at the very I mean, like, that was just like this terrible dog shit pile for him. Like, Justin Turner, like, your COVID policy is dog shit. Like, everything you're doing is trans, is like obviously bullshit. Like, there's no, you don't have no concern about the health or the welfare of the players or anybody involved in the fucking season. And then just him getting the shit boot out of him and just like sitting there like like kind of charging through it like a fucking he was i just thought it was such a like a exposure of what a part this season was a real real pull back the curtain on rob manfred being a total piece of trash right but like yes we hate rob manfred that is in official dump on the young position, fuck that motherfucker. But I mean, you guys are you guys are like at the forefront of all of these baseball trends, really. And what I'm saying is that I think this is like where it's finally been revealed to the spending public. You know. Oh, interesting. Do um, you think so? <clears throat> I think that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, Rob Manfred hasn't handled any of this well, and it's just been kind of one foot-in-mouth situation after another. Um, and I think that he would purposefully withhold information that could potentially get people sick and die on the Dodgers and the Rays if it could allow them to finish the World Series. I agree with that. <clears throat> I mean, he, yeah. He had to, they all had to know. And then the fact that kind of like that Justin Turner just came back out on the field kind of thing. It's like, that's what messed me up. You just don't have any like concern. For, I mean, I don't know. That, that was, the whole thing's a fucking mess for as far as yeah. it's concerned. I think that, I think that I have to bring this up and I know I texted you about this, Joel, but ESPN put a story on their website about Justin Turner having coronavirus shortly after the World Series ended. And they reported that Justin Turner was not didn't come out onto the field to celebrate with his teammates because Justin Turner tweeted that he wasn't out on the field celebrating with his teammates. So Even though, who told Justin Turner to tweet that tweet? Well, no, but the Don't thing is, is like... ESPN is supposed to be like what the worldwide leader in sports, right? And they didn't even check the fucking cameras to see if Justin Turner was there. They just read his right. tweet and published a story. Like they're supposed to be journalists. Like they're supposed to have like standards of like fact checking. And they just read his tweet and they were like, oh, Justin Turner's not out on the field celebrating you know even though he was it's like a such a ridiculous thing that i've like a outfit as big 
as ESPN would do that. I heard that. Uh, I heard that Justin Turner was in the clubhouse with Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Hunter Biden is he the shortstop? I forgot. <laughs> Relief pitcher. Yeah, thanks. He didn't, get, uh, he didn't get any appearances in this World Series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, noted cat lover, Hunter Biden. Um, I also want to note Blake Snell, University of Washington graduate and local. Oh shit! Got oh shit! Just got so fucked in that fucking goddamn World Series. I, I okay. I will take the unpopular opinion. I stand by Kevin Cash. Boo! I know. I know. Everybody hates it. I think Kevin Cash did the right thing, or not the right thing. I think he. he I mean, obviously, he didn't do the right thing. But you don't know that. Like, that's my whole... They lost the game. Oh, okay. Sam, where are we at time-wise? Because I got a whole take on this. We got 10 minutes. Oh, great. Okay. So this is what I love about baseball. Is you don't know what's going to happen next. That game four of the World Series, bottom of the ninth, when Brett Phillips hits that blue... What was supposed to be a thing. I didn't watch it. I was putting my kids to bed. Yeah, I'm describing it to you uh, for that reason, because I know you didn't watch it. Brett Phillips hits that bloop single, and there's this moment where anything can happen. And that's what's actually amazing about baseball. And, and what critics of baseball don't understand is that at any... Baseball, oh, I'm getting so excited about this. I have such a erection. It's amazing. Uh, like, <laughs> Joe, your emotions are really all over the place during yeah, this podcast. Yeah, really. I gotta say, this is like a, a real journey for me. You don't know what's going to happen next. With like, your emotions, no. <laughs> which is why I am a baseball fan. Okay. The moment... Brett Phillips hits that ball with his bat. You don't know what's going to happen next. This moment of indecision. Totally. Like, like totally. Right? Right. Yeah. Like, maybe the shortstop's going to catch that. He might. Right? right. But, but I, I agree with you. These days, I don't uh, know where anybody is. Let me, let me explain my take on that. Because it has to do with the Rays. And something that we argued about before, Joel, is that the Rays' whole scheme, like their entire path to success, which they've done very well, is breaking everything down so that that unknown portion of the game is smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, that's how they play their game, is by minimizing that moment of unknown, that unknown moment. And I brought this up a couple weeks ago, and you told me to just go hang out with A-Rod. But I think that the reason that they, like, you can never eliminate that moment of the unknown, and that's why the Dodgers beat the Rays in the World Series. And that's why... The Yankees I mean, and the I Astros. Think the Dodgers, 
the Rays in the World Series because they are more. <clears throat> they are more. I would, yeah, I would argue that the Dodgers did more to stockpile the against the unknown than any other team. Like their whole, I, I would say that their their lineup is built around that concept. And I, I, I mean, Saber Metrics advanced statistics. The thing about baseball is that it's the largest control group. It's the largest database because there's more data yeah because yeah. there's more data so there's so you have more time for erroneous moments to correct and you have but you also have more time for this more significant i, I think about that like you yeah so, so but like so like over an 162 game season there's all kinds of there's an exponential amount of things that can happen over a 16 game span that that that's a smaller bandwidth. Right. That's, a, well, that's less right. stuff that can happen. But it's also the stuff in a sixteen game that 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 hiccup in the in the the stethograph or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the up and down thing, whatever like the that abnormality has outlier has more impact in a sixteen game season than it does by ten percent. You know than it does in a hundred and sixty two game season. So you, while you have a greater variances in possibilities, the possibilities have less impact on the overall final. Number. Yes, you were one hundred percent right. But what magic is there in that moment when Chris Taylor commits an error and he's committed maybe four errors all season and he commits an error and then Will Smith, the catcher, commits an error on the same fucking play and he's maybe committed two errors all season. That cost them a World Series game. And then commits the... Well, they won the World Series, but that cost them game four of the fucking World Series. Right? A game. A hugely influential... Like, a huge game. Right! That's that's magic! Yes. Right. That was also Kenley Jensen blowing a save. And that's less... And that's less magic. Like... That's no narrative. Kenley Jensen... Kenley Jensen definitely has his shortcomings, but his... His... Well, that was not his fault. I... I mean... Kenley Jansen has more blown saves in the World Series than anybody ever. Like that's less of an unknown than than you might think. That's all I'm saying. He's blown five games. He's blown five saves in World Series, but he's also appeared in a bunch. Right, right. That's that's the joke. Right, but to to be the worst at something, you have to do it a lot. You know, that's yeah. (laughs) I mean, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> right, exactly. He's the Jim, Jim Kelly of the world too. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> anyway, like just to bring that home, what I'm saying is but that like now. the manager Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays pulls Blake Snell in the like with one out in the sixth inning, based on what he thinks that he knows about Blake Snell facing a lineup like the Dodgers a third time right. through he's the going order. On numbers. I agree with Thomas on that one. Yeah. He's going on numbers and he's going on statistics. He's going on the odds. He's going on, on advanced statistics. He's going on what he thinks the odds are. But no, the no, eye test, no Tony LaRusso would have never pulled Blake Snell. Right. Tony that's LaRusso that's what I'm saying. The White Sox are winning the 20. 20- John Smoltz would have never pulled Blake Snell from that fucking. A Rod would have budgeted. But you know what's also is funny. I mean, like the like the the hard part about it is is like John Smoltz is sitting there 
bitching about stuff, but it's like if Brandon Lau tried to hit one the other way, you know what I mean? It's like if you if Willie if Willie fucking Adamas would just stop trying to hit home runs every fucking time and hit he had two runners in scoring position and if he had hit it through a fucking wide open right side of the infield, he would have fucking had a base hit. His odds of doing that are maybe like he might have hit it to the second baseman, but more likely he would have hit it through the hole and scored two fucking runs. But he's trying to hit a home run because that's and that's what the Rays are going because they know that the odds are if he hits a home run hits a three-run home run instead of a one-run single that increases their odds by this much but so they encourage him to swing for the fence but the fact is in a fucking world series you never know what's going to happen and you should go the goddamn other way and i agree with john smoltz and tony larusa in that fact and not with kevin cash like don't take that fucking blake snell was dominating that lineup he was making them look terrible and fucking austin fucking barnes got lucky and hit a ball up the middle hit a hard ball up the middle but that was like as good as the contact was going to get for at least another inning and a half blake snell has thrown like fucking 70 innings this season and he was just starting to feel it's like fucking goddamn it go with your intuition stop looking at goddamn numbers this is a dude that you know that's on your ball club and you know he's throwing a fucking good game i want to leave him in the game i i agree with you i don't think i agree with you thomas and i absolutely would have done that same thing but I also, like, on the flip side of that, I'm not, like, angry at Kevin Cash for what he did. Like, that's his oh, call, man. and he went with his numbers, and that's what got him there. And, you know, I think that's, for him, that's his call. I mean, that's the right call for, for him. Sh- yeah. For sure. I mean, they, it's consistent with what they were probably yeah. doing all season. Totally. With what but, I, but I agree with you. <clears throat> Sam, when we add time, because I got uh, a question. And you, we got to wrap it up. Okay. So throw your question out there and then we'll cut it off. Uh, uh, oh, managing. Okay. The purpose, because it's a long question. The purpose <laughs> of baseball managing, because if you're Kevin Cash, right, and, and you got the Tampa Bay Rays to the World Series by following the numbers. And so, fuck it. I'm like, don't stop following the numbers if you got to this point, but that's what your your organization does. Right. We follow the numbers. I think that but, but 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 let me let me finish this and then and then and then comment. The other point of being a manager is building positive relationships with your players. And at what point are you like, yo, Blake Snow, you're my ace and I trust you to get to get through this whatever seven inning whatever the fuck you want it to be right how do you balance those two things because i see value in both of those <clears throat> well, yeah i think that to your second point like even in a short season like this i don't think a team makes it to the world series without all of the players buying into the philosophy of the organization and the manager, right? Like, I don't think that you can make it that far. So I think that like Blake Snell, he's like, yeah, you know, I was disappointed. I think I could have done it. I don't think that he's like holding hard feelings against Kevin Cash for that, you know? I agree. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think that... Because I think everyone on the Rays is probably on board with their algorithm... Based. This is what the computer says. The computer says you have right. Well, and I think that that's. I think that's. I think. I think what. I think it goes to the fact that I think most major league managers are mostly personnel managers. You're. Yes. 
And once again, in a 60-game season versus a 162-game season, that's a very different thing. But keeping people together and being a or like a leader and organizer of people that are working towards a goal, like being a boss is a difficult thing. And then like over an extended period of time, managing people is probably the most difficult part about it. When you, when you add, you know, major league egos into it, it becomes an even more complicated thing. And I think that's the majority of what a manager does. I think some of this sabermetrics and analytics stuff makes it very much easier on a manager to make, decisions because most of their baseball decisions are based on analytics whereas most of their personnel decisions are based on kind of personality yes but i think in a short in the in the microcosm of a baseball season that the baseball playoffs are you have to know your personnel on a better basis and i think good managers know when to lead people in and, and step away from the numbers and lean more into their personal intuition. I think Kevin Cash is maybe not there, but I think also to your guys's point, having those numbers as your guiding light gives you a solid ground to stand on in any interaction with any player in your clubhouse. In a varied clubhouse, you can say, look, this is what we've been going by. We've been going by this the whole time. This is how we go with everybody. And you keep it kind of clinical like that. It's easier way to manage people. I think in the playoffs, though, I think you got to make that. You, he should have gone, this dude is dominating. He should have seen that he was dominating and made the right decision. I think I think that's, I think, and I think that speaks to the fact that he's not an expert greatly experienced and i don't think he's uh, he maybe he's a good people manager but i don't know if he's a good i don't know i i don't know i can't comment on on whether he's a good manager or not i think it was okay it, man we, we we gotta come back to this again because this is something i'm actually fucking fascinated with um but we got we gotta fucking go home ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening uh uh i love it love this shit so much. Uh, this has been Dumb on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We talked about baseball the whole time. The whole time, fucking fiends. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with more Top of the Crock next week. Don't worry about it. We need for all, to for all you foodies hey, out hey, there. Guys, rest in peace, baseball season 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. OIP 2020. Pitchers and catchers report February 27th. Is that correct i don't know fuck we got a lot to talk about a lot's gonna happen between now and next baseball season right if there is a next baseball season yeah civil disrupt unrest no it's not even that it's like are they going to be able to get together a collective bargaining agreement in time for a season who knows and that's like well, assuming that coronavirus that. gets taken under control because Lord knows that's probably not going to happen. Or if my original hot take doesn't take place and society completely breaks down and right. there is no baseball. Oh, oh, but then we can uh, actually start a sci-fi novel again. Yep. Yeah. Thomas, you don't know this. Uh, Sam and I have started a dystopian baseball novel. So it's a steampunk. It's a steampunk. It's a steampunk, steampunk baseball. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Team B from Steamboat Springs. No, it's from Cincinnati, but maybe it could be from. Steamboat. Can they play a team from Steamboat Springs? It could be whatever we want it to be. <laughs> it's a book we're inventing, right? It's a, high yeah, we're, it's a book we're writing. 
I'm not sure why you're so into Steamboat Springs, but yeah, we could throw it in there. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought to go with a steampunk kind of thing. I don't know. Like... <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been dope. Are we still on the air here? Yeah, we're still on the air. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get us off the air. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Follow us on Facebook at Dump on the Ump. Listen to us on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Oh, right. LA won NBA and MLB. I forgot to say that. That's why I fucking picked this song. God damn it. Joel's still upset about Tony LaRusso. Yeah, and